Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Thursday night. So, let me just back this up. It was yesterday morning I tweeted something on uh, at The Roy Green Show about Michel Therrien being, I thought, ridiculous toward P.K. Subban. Sitting him down for part of the uh, previous night's game because he'd made a mistake on the ice and... Uh, and talking about making mistakes on the ice. This is his Norris Trophy winning defenseman with Carey Price out. Unquestionably the best performer for the Habs. And Michel Therrien, to me, has just lost it as the coach. I, if you're a Habs fan, I, I don't know why Bergerman's sticking with him. Other than the four-year contract extension. Well, then I get an e- uh, a tweet. Did you see the meltdown of the Jets coach on, uh, on last night? So uh, sent me a link, and I watched Paul Maurice getting into it with a referee and um, Francois Alleron, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm not going to talk too much about it here because I want to talk to Jeff Carrier. But when I saw the referee engage in a stare-down with the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, I'm thinking, what the hell is going on here? If you're the referee, you don't engage in a stare-down with the head coach. You don't have any emotional capital invested in the game. You're the referee. It's the coach who has the emotional capital invested in the game. And he was angry about things that happened in the second period that weren't uh, addressed by the referees. And so what happened, happened. And then the referee was seen snickering on television just a few seconds later. Jeff Carrier is the host of the Jeff Carrier Show on our chorus radio station, CJOB, in Winnipeg. Jeff, I, I I was watching this happen, and I, I guess it started in the second period, and then when, when they came back for the third, it really took off behind the bench and on the ice between the coach and the ref. Yeah, you know, Roy, this is it's great to talk to you, by the way, but this has been a pretty forgettable season for the Winnipeg Jets after clawing their way into the playoffs last year. I think typically a lot of the fans expected the team to take that next step forward this year, and it just hasn't happened. They're 10 points out of a playoff spot now. They're not going to get into the playoffs. They've got some problems, and so... Emotions start to run high. Anyway, they're down in Tampa Bay, and they played pretty well in the first period, but they coughed up three late goals in that first period, even though they played the Lightning for most of that first period. So they're down 3 nothing going into the second, and they're trying to claw their way back. And then Anton Strahlman of Tampa Bay clipped uh, Nikolai Ehlers, Ehlers of the Jets. It looked like it might have been called as a knee-on-knee, but it wasn't. And then a few seconds later, Brian Little, who's the Jets' number one center, was kind of knocked off balance, and he was staggering through the neutral zone. He'd been nicked by uh, Victor Hedman of Tampa. And as he's approaching the lightning blue line, again, Strawman stepped into him and just laid him out, hit him in the head, because at this point, uh, Little is bent over and he's kind of staggering. And it wasn't a, a head-hunting shot, but Strawman didn't let up either. It was one of those deals where... You know, it was a not a dirty hit, but he didn't let up against a defenseless right. player. But anyway, so now Little is out. He's he's down. And by the way, Little is still not going to play tonight in South Florida when the Jets take on the Florida uh, Panthers. But anyway, no call on the play. And so now in a situation like this, when there there has to be an explanation to the coach, the head re- the referee who made the call in this case, Francois Saint Laurent. You don't go over to that bench yourself. You send the other referee over for the explanation, and you yep. say, look, it, he, coach, 
this is what's going on. If uh, I can send Francois over here, but it's not going to end well if that's the way it happens. Anyway, Saint Laurent made the mistake of going over and trying to make the explanation himself. And Maurice, who is actually a pretty even-keeled guy, winds up getting a bench minor on the play. So that's bad enough. Anyway, they come out for the third period, and Maurice is still steamed. And he blasts Saint Laurent, who then throws him out of the game, which, as we all know, is extremely rare in the National Hockey League for a coach to get turfed. This isn't basketball or baseball where it, it happens not infrequently. So, and I should, I should tell you about Francois Saint Laurent. When he was in the American Hockey League, I know of at least one coach who's now in the National Hockey League who dreaded having Saint Laurent work his games. Because clearly, as you pointed out, Roy, this is a referee who somehow got emotionally invested in the game himself. Yeah, he did. He and did. You, just, you know, there's certain absolutes in sport. I mean, as a player, you can't lay hands on an official, right? That's one of the absolutes. Well, well Mr. Official, Weidman found that out. Yeah, exactly. As, as an official, you can't get emotionally invested in the game. And it looks like that's what happened with Saint Laurent. And it was also, Jeff, it was the idea of, of the stare-down. It was like uh, getting ready for the showdown at the OK Corral. Oh, yeah. And then, the, the, you know, after he turfed uh, the Jets coach, who is you know, Paul Maurice, who, again, is a very even-keeled guy and, and a solid guy and not prone to irrational outbursts, but there's that kind of smirk on his face. As he skated away, like, I, like does, that, does anybody know what brought on the smirk? There's been some question about maybe somebody told a joke on the ice, and he reacted to that. Could does anybody that has anybody followed up on that? No, we, we haven't been able to get the straight goods on that one at this point. And of course, it's difficult for players and and coaches to comment on officiating. Sure. <laughs> some coach once said, "I'm asked about officiating." He said, well, "I'm not allowed to comment on lousy officiating." <laughs> and of course, got fined on it, but. Uh, it wasn't Maurice who said that, but but yeah, I don't think we're ever a hundred percent clear about the smirk. But the optics of it are terrible, and and now I'm waiting to see if Francois Saint Laurent ever gets his name on the playoff roster. I hope not. Yeah, and he, he was, missed a, he missed a bunch of games, didn't he, early earlier in the season? Yes, he did. Yep. Do we know why? No, I I don't think that's ever been made clear. Yeah. You know the, what happens when you when we double the number of referees in the National Hockey League? It's like expansion, right? You. You bring an expansion team in, you, you dilute the talent pool. I think the same things happen with officiating, that the talent pool has been diluted when you double the number of referees you need. Your callers must have been climbing through the phone lines. Yeah, the, you know, Jets fans uh, have really not been happy about it. It's been such a frustrating year for them anyway. Uh, that And a lot of the contract stuff's been hanging over them, and Dustin Bufflin's now signed a new long-term deal, but it looks as though... Any day now, Captain Andrew Ladd may be shipped out, and it's unfortunate because he's been a really good player for this team, a great leader and a solid guy and a popular player, but it doesn't look as though the Jets are going to be able to keep him. So he may get shipped off as a, a rental player for a team that's on the verge of maybe making a good Stanley Cup run. But it, it's really been frustrating, and the Jets have yeah. tried to build through. I know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly well, how you feel. Well, uh, in, in Montreal. I mean, I mean we started. We, I say we. The, we always say that. We. When, when they're winning, it's we. When they're losing, it's them. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> well, what a coach calls out is best player. That's awful. Uh, that really you know, is awful. And, for, and a coach who's been absolutely just emotionally uninvolved, uninvested, it appears to me, with his team. Terry, I used to be an emotional guy. It doesn't have to be what he used to be with the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. But there's nothing there. There's no fire. There's there's absolutely nothing. And the team has done some weird stuff like bring, uh, you know, trade for John Scott from Arizona and then send him down to the American Hockey League. 
I said to a, to a buddy of mine, and we all sort of agreed, a group of us got together, and I said, why not just bring Scott up, sit him at the end of the bench, and the whole team's going to be brave. Yeah. If you've got John Scott backing you up, nobody's going to be taking liberties with your players. It's almost as if Montreal was doing Arizona a favor of some kind. Or Gary take, Bettman. Yeah, or Gary Bettman. Yeah, take this guy off our hands, bury him in the minors, and maybe everybody will forget about him. Yeah, I that. think Mr. Bettman needs to take a look at what happened in that uh, Tampa Bay Jets game. Uh, he, he has to have a look at this. There's something seriously wrong when a referee behaves the way he does. I talked to a friend of mine who has a lot of NHL experience, and uh, he said that just is, it's, it doesn't look good. The optics are all wrong. Yeah, the optics are terrible on this one. And, and Paul Marie, again, Saint Laurent should never have gone over to talk to no, him in the first place. Absolutely. Should have sent the other referee over and give the explanation and say, look, Paul, you know, I can send Francois over, but it's going to end badly. Yeah. Uh, instead well, of it did anyway. Himself. And, yeah. and it ended badly for, <laughs> for everybody anyway. But it, it's been a great rallying point for the Jets. And they oh, actually sure. battled back to take the lead. They wound up losing that game in a shootout. But, but they battled back. And, and one thing that, that I will say about this team is that it doesn't appear as though the team has has tanked in the dressing room. I think the dressing room is a is a positive one. Uh, the players love Maurice. They they're behind him. They stand together as a team, and I, I, that's a positive one. Yeah. What's happened in Montreal is beyond anybody's explanation. Well, you know, it could be, it could be a, that good and then that bad. It's a guy. Be, it's the guy between the pipes, and the confidence I think that he creates for the rest of the team. They know they don't have to be great because Carey Price is going to stop all the stuff that's coming his way without Carey Price. I mean, Bergevin, here we're, you know, we're a couple of hockey fans talking here, but Bergevin decided he could go with an AHL goaltender for the season. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Anyway, I, I think... I remember the days when, when Rick Walmsley was playing goal for the Habs, and, he, and they had such a good team. Yeah. And he'd say, you know, I only get about five tough shots a night. Hell, I remember, the days, of, I remember the days of Gum Worsley. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, they'd, and they'd say, you know, all I have to do is stop half the tough ones. Exactly, and we're, and we're going to win, and and I think that's probably the feeling with Carey Price out there. That yeah. Price thinks of it, you know, if I stop half of the tough shots, and or the team is thinking that Carey's going to stop eighty percent of the tough shots. Right, so we got a chance to win every night with this guy. Jeff, my friend, thank you very much for the time. I hope Mr. Bettman has a real look at that uh, situation between Paul Maurice and Monsieur Saint and uh, let's hope he doesn't show up refereeing any of the games for the Jets in the near future. Yeah, and, and again, I'm I'm going to watch very closely to see if Francois Saint Laurent gets to work any playoff games this year. I think we all will. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> right. Appreciate the time. Great to talk, bud. All the best, Jeff Courier, one of our uh, great chorus radio talk show hosts at uh, CJOB in Winnipeg. When we come back, sixteen by nine is um, the. Um, Global Television Public Affairs Program that airs at 7 o'clock on Saturday nights. There are two stories they're doing tonight that you need to hear about. We'll talk about them next, and then you'll be able to watch them tonight. You need to hear these stories. Stay with us.